Hello and welcome to More Like Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and today I am joined by... Hello, I'm Alistair Modelinski, he, him. And today we are doing the first public visible playtest of Big King Wizard. We have had other playtests, but they were invisible. It's a project I am very, very excited to be showing to the world. The Kickstarter preview page is currently up now. Link is going to be in the episode description. So if you like what you hear, please go follow that. It's free to follow. It just notifies you when the project goes live and really helps me out. So this is a competitive role-playing card game. Essentially, what I've tried to do is condense the feeling of those big, climactic, dramatic TTRPG boss fights into a card game that you can blast through in about 20 minutes, maybe, more or less, so you can tweak it. Um, Really easy to pick up and play and just get those high drama, high octane wizard fights. And I'm very, very proud of it. So this stage of playtesting that we're doing now is for balance. So I'm going to be making a lot of notes about what cards we choose to play, things like that. So uh, the base game has four classes in it, which are very broad archetypes that you use to make your character. And it gives you a unique class deck of cards. So it gives you certain powers and abilities that you then apply your own flavor to by combining these cards into spells. The classes we will be using today are the Forlorn Academic and the Sparkle Warrior so these are your... I always go straight to Cthulhu. Uh, you know more horror than me. Who's a good fall-on academic? Well, uh, um, Cthu- Cthulhu's not an academic. No, but Cthulhu's human <laughs> friend who... Um... You should find Cthulhu in the public library with a pair of reading glasses on. Yeah, that could be a character. That could be a fall-on academic you know, in this game be. if you it wanted to. Be. Any, any, any... Uh, your cosmic sort of... horror, lads. Yeah, you're cosmic horror lads. You're people who um, read the books they shouldn't and get <laughs> noticed. By things they shouldn't. Yeah. And the Sparkle Warrior is your anime friendship, power of believing in each other, magical girl, princess, space. Yeah. Kind of class. Right. This how so I it, it was... It was sort of previously a magical girl class, but you changed it to Sparkle Warrior, right? So it would be a little bit less gendered. It was always the plan to change it from magical girl. It just took me a while to find the right phrasing. But you know, uh, a potential unforeseen consequence of this is now technically Naruto is a Sparkle Warrior. If you wanted to play as Naruto in Big King Wizard, and that can be a fun challenge <laughs> to kind of adapt these other characters, uh, you would play Naruto, I think, as a magical girl, yes. Sorry, the Sparkle Warrior. Sparkle Warrior. Okay, and that is not at all foreshadowing for what's about to come. Not at all. Not well, at all. Okay, let's get straight into that. The first thing you do when playing Big King Wizard is decide on who your competitors are. So the idea is this is essentially a wizard deathmatch in an arena with an audience, what that all looks like and takes the form of is up to us. But yeah, the first things first, uh, do you want to dive into character creation? Yes, absolutely. So today I am taking the role of Sparkle Warrior, which is a sentence I have never said before and will probably never say again. Yes, uh, you will. And... You're playing more of this. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, my competitor today is Captain Celery. Oh my god. Uh... <laughs> Uh, which I think is a very strong start for me. 
Um, he is a protector of all that is good and righteous in the world, uh, and he considers himself to be a paragon of virtue, good faith, friendship, and valor. Um, most of his power is in his hair, which does glow various colors depending on what kind of spell he's charging up. And he does tend to cast spells by posing, so he doesn't have any particular accessories. He can kind of go into battle free-handed, which is definitely going to be an advantage for him. Unfortunately, uh, uh, he's competing today uh, because he recently lost his squad in a horrible accident that may or may not have indirectly been his fault. And this, this competition right here, this game today, this is for them. That's why he's doing it. Oh my god, okay, so. Um, did I miss something when I was just full body stunned by the name? Or was there no connection to Celery there? Oh, no, absolutely no connection to Celery. I hate you. (laughs) I love this. Alright, pop it in the discard for our notes. Yep, right. Okay, the other things that we need to sort then. Um, yeah, let's finish making your character first. What is Captain Salary's outfit? Oh, uh, spandex. All spandex. Uh, sort of a wrestling singlet in various uh, eye-catching colors. Um, but, uh, and it's sort of like an uncomfortably tight wrestling singlet in which, you know, you, you kind of have to physically make an effort not to let your eyes stray downward. Oh, God. And he has... <laughs> to the captain's celery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's going to be safe for work. Um, that's, that's, that's the only mention we're going to make of the celery. Um, okay. <laughs> and a pair of uh, steel-toed boots, um, which is his only sort of real... Uh, for kicking. Protective clothing, yeah. <laughs> his kicking boots. Um, uh, but the rest of him is... Um, Pretty, pretty sparsely, you know, clothes. It's just the wrestling singlet and the boots. Uh, you get the sense this is a very no-nonsense sort of functional outfit, but the function is a little bit uh, up for debate. It definitely has a function. It's just going to take some a minute to figure out what it is. Okay, Captain Celery, now the flagship mascot of Big King Wizard. <laughs> and then... Um, so... How does Captain Celery do their magic? Uh, is, do they use an implement? Is it drawing no. on the power of whatever? Wow, you were really stunned by the name Captain Celery. Um, he, uh, he he charges. He has to charge his spells first. He charges them in his hair, uh, and then he casts them by posing. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, you did you did cover the posing. I did cover the I posing. Just... Do you want me to cover the posing again? No, I'm sure we're going to be covering the posing repeatedly throughout this fight. We sure are. This is an auditory medium. Okay, well, I am going to be playing as the Forlorn Academic class, and I'm going to be playing as the Student's Shadow. The Student's Shadow is an urban legend at a prestigious university somewhere in the darkest depths of England. And everyone knows, yeah, it's it's not real, and there have been accounts of students going missing, and no one studies there after dark, even though the university is open 24 hours, Monday to Friday. The student's shadow takes the form of a uniform, 
billowing, a shambling colony of discarded uniform garments. A dozen blazers padded together to make a body with the largest billowing open around it. Trousers stuffed with socks. A discarded (laughs) mitre that someone lost at graduation. Is mitre the word I'm looking for? (laughs) What's the name for those graduation caps? Um... Mm. Mortarboard hat. I think a mitre is a bishop's hat. <laughs> there might be a mitre in there. A mortarboard hat, uh, worn low so that you can't see into the head. And the student's shadow spends most of its existence shambling around in the dark forgotten aisles of student libraries. But every now and again, it takes a wrong turn into a new aisle and it ends up somewhere new. And this time it has stumbled. And uh, we will get to our intros into the big King Wizard Arena. Jess, you have opened my eyes to a monumental realization, which is that your wizard does not necessarily have to be humanoid. Oh, God, no. This is. I know, I was constraining myself. Yeah, we're getting it weird. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, I think we should get to the intros. Uh, Would you like to handle yours first? Yes, absolutely we should. Um, So, all right. The lights dim, house lights dim. Uh, The audience stops conversing amongst themselves and settles into their seats, preparing for the show that lies ahead. In the middle of the auditorium is a wrestling arena. Or, I mean, well, it's a Mm -hmm. big stage, but it has has the, the bands around it. To prevent that from coming out, I guess. And suddenly, from not to not a safe distance over the heads of some audience members, a cannon okay. fires. Uh, and it's not like it's not firing a blank either. There's a cannonball that goes through the ceiling. Um, and as drywall patters down on the heads of the crowd, uh, floodlights expose the rooftops overhead, and a helicopter can be heard whirring in the distance. Now, descending through the hole in the ceiling made by the cannonball comes Captain Celery, who lowers neatly onto the stage, dismounts from the ladder, does a quadruple backflip, and dismounts in a perfect Olympic salute. The crowd goes Oh my god. Captain Celery's intro trails on for longer than anyone really thinks. The audience keep on clapping. Until, <laughs> just as uh, just as the promoters are thinking to starting to think, right, we need to hurry this on. There's a piercing shush, and everything goes silent. And then, a hatch in the like the wrestling style arena, a hatch that realistically shouldn't even lead to the ground; it should just lead under the stage. But nevertheless, a hatch opens. There's a up, an updraft carrying with it a scattering of pages from ancient encyclopedias. And up into the ring clambers this... This organism of lost clothing. It spins its head around the right way to face Celery Man... Celery man. Sorry, cap to face cat. <laughs> I need to respect him and use his title. He's earned it. 
He's earned his title. <laughs> to face Captain Celery and a long autumn scarf slithers within the blazer and then one end comes out of each sleeve to form the approximation of hands which come up in a boxing stance. Jesus fucking Christ, Jess, this thing is terrifying. What have we done? So, heads or tails to go first? <laughs> uh, I'm going to do heads this time. You win again. Fuck yeah. So, uh, All right, <clears throat> let's get into it. Oh, Jess, do you want to explain yeah, a Yeah, just bit to mechanics? set the board, there are six cards from the shared base deck that we can both draw from. So that's a shared hand of six cards. And then we each have a hand of three cards from our individual class decks. We put these cards together to form spells with at least one form card and one flavor card. You can add more. We'll get into the rules as they come up, really. It's pretty easy to pick up on. Each of these cards has a word. These words combine to create the name of your spell, and the effects on the cards combine to create the effect of your spell. You attack. I defend. If there were more players, we could choose who to attack. We could form teams and alliances. There's none of that. So this is going to be a straightforward 1v1, taking turns to cast spells at each other and defend. Anything I missed? All right. <clears throat> Not that I can We'll think be starting of. at 12 health each. And with zero of the other resource called Momentum that we'll get into as it comes up. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right, so I'm mm -hmm. going first. And that means that I get to cast my first spell. I'm going to go nice and simple. Um, <clears throat> and cast. Let's see here. I'm going to cast Glitter Strike. Oh, wait, shit, I should use that. So I think what no. has just happened is Candle has noticed a card... One of the cards. A card in the shared hand that maybe you don't necessarily want to use other than to deny me the ability to use it. Uh, yeah. But we don't have any momentum. Neither of us Not can yet. use it. Uh, that means I need to mm -hmm. get some. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, in that case, I'm going to do an amplified glitter strike. Let's break this down. <laughs> That's made up of three cards. Yeah. Amplified is a flavor. Glitter is a flavor. And strike is a form. You need at least one flavor and at least one form to make a spell. That's all there is to it. So... What does this look like, first of all, an amplified glitter strike? All right, well, at the sight of this pile of garments masquerading as some kind of warrior, Captain Celery squares his chest and looks affronted at the opponent that he's been dealt. And then he spreads his feet, plants them, squares his shoulders, and points his fist toward the sky and just yells for a solid 20 seconds. And I'm not going to do that on mic. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, as, as he yells and his face turns steadily redder and redder, um, his hair begins to move in a non-existent breeze and cycles through a complete spectrum of light in a rainbow. And then finally, he levels his fist at this pile of garments 
and he yells. What was the spell name? This is not what he's yelling. He's yelling, Amplified Glitter Strike. For fuck's uh, sake. But he says it, it's Amplified Glitter Strike. Uh, and he opens, and uh, it is literally a glitter strike. It, uh, there is another sound of a cannon, which is apparently going to accompany all of his spells. <laughs> <laughs> and a shower of very forceful sparks shoot out uh, at close range into this pile of garments. Okay, so what does that spell do mechanically now? And I will say, it is a rule of this game that you have to be able to describe your spell, accounting for all the parts of it, essentially, and also some cards that have more powerful or weird effects have roleplay prompts that you also need to fulfil. So yeah, what does Amplified Glitter Strike do? So, um... Amplified and Glitter are both flavors for the spell. Um, glitter uh, has a power of two, which means that unless, uh, unless this pile of garments, which is exclusively how I'm going to refer to Jess's quote-unquote The character. student's shadow. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, lurking I'm, I'm, I am in, in the, the persona. <laughs> I am in the persona of Captain Celery, who does, <laughs> is, is absolutely offended that he's being made to fight this thing. Um, so uh, it has a power of two for the glitter. The next flavor, Amplified, has a power of one. And Strike has a base power of two. So that is a total of five damage that uh, the student's shadow can either block or just tank. Uh, and as well, the Amplified portion, um, which I think was probably achieved with the protracted screaming that Captain Celery did before firing, <laughs> uh, allows me to gain one momentum. All right. So I'm just going to make a note that they've been used. And that was um, five damage. Okay. That means it's my turn to block. So remind me, was that a ranged or a close spell? It was a close spell. Damn it. Okay, well, I'm still going to block, but it's not going to be as effective as I'd like. (laughs) So I am going to cast. It's not optimal. Okay. I'm going to cast Arcane Barrier, which Mm. is going to block three of the damage. And what that looks like is... From the various pockets, dozens and dozens of pockets on all of the garments that comprise the student's shadow, they begin to bulge. And then as they reach capacity, they begin to spill over with unfolding sheets of inked parchment that comprise not an entire dome, but enough of one to provide some protection against this glitter burst. And I'm assuming that as the glitter hits the parchment, it's like sizzling and burning. Yeah. Okay, so I'm only going to take two damage there. Yes? Excellent. Yes. And let me just double check. Yeah, none of my effects, none of my things there had any other effects. 
So you don't redraw now. So you're going into my turn with fewer cards in your hand, meaning that you might potentially be yeah. at a disad- ad- disadvantageous position for defending yourself, which is very much what yes. I'm hoping for. So it's going to take me a little bit longer just to redraw because we don't have the digital version working just yet. So we're playing this in a spreadsheet. But we are planning to make this available as well as a tabletop simulator mod. Okay. I have no momentum, which is proving to be a hindrance. So I am going to have to go for... Lingering Fury. What that looks like... That is a ranged spell. The student's shadow is recovering from that pretty fierce blow from your glitter strike and is kind of (laughs) twisting and contorting to put out little patches of fire. And as it does so, its top half does a full body, well, half body 360, and it whips around to be facing Captain Celery with its scarf arms extended, which fire out needle-like... Um, but somehow incredibly sharp strands of some kind of fibre. If you analysed <laughs> it, it'd, be, it'd have a weird amount of calcium in it. So who knows what's going on there. Oh, I really hate that. Are you implying that they're made of teeth? I was thinking more like bits of bone. I don't know. It's just a... Um, I'm going to tank it. You're just going to tank it. That will... I'm going to tank it. That will gain you a momentum. It is four damage plus two damage at the end of your next turn. I'm going to tank it. Okay. And wherever these fibers strike, they break off easily, but they leave the tips embedded. And you're not quite sure what they're doing yet, but it doesn't look good. But from this, I am literally using my own body to attack. So I also take one damage. So that takes us to nine eight. So what Captain Celery does is... He lifts his arm in sort of a, a, a martial arts block. I need to stop getting away from the mic when I'm gesticulating. Um, he lifts his arm in sort of a martial arts block, but that does absolutely nothing to like actually block the needles. It's just kind of a cool-looking pose. Like It, it would block a, a blow from an arm or a leg, but these are weird needle fibers that may or may not be teeth. So um, he just grits his teeth and bears it. Uh, and and his hair flashes briefly orange before it goes back to its regular drab brown. As you gain a point of momentum. Mm-hmm. Okay. That will take it to the top of your turn. Yes, and I get to redraw one of my cards. I have nine health. You have eight. And at the end of this turn, you're taking two damage. Now, having having tanked this extremely weird hit, and he feels... He feels it moving around in his skin, which he doesn't like at all. Uh, Captain Celery um, retreats several steps and um, lowers himself into a sort of anatomically improbable looking squat. Oh my god. Um, Like, it doesn't look like he... It looks like he should have a chair there, but he's like keeping himself aloft with uh, abdominal strength alone. Um... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, and he puts his arms out and raises them up, uh, and it looks absolutely ridiculous, but for him, for him it works. For him, he looks cool. Um, 
and he waves his arms around like he's doing some kind of interpretive dance, and his hair begins to glow again, this time from blue to green to purple to blue again, and he says in a deep, resounding voice, Calamitous Cannon! Oh no, oh no! I didn't spot that! <laughs> um, so I'm going to spend all of my momentum to cast Calamitous Cannon, which um, he still he keeps himself in this squat, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the, the audience is getting a little uncomfortable now, <laughs> uh, just because of the sort of energy he's projecting. Um, Literally eventually. <laughs> uh, and he puts his hands together, staying in the squat, and a beam of well not even a beam it's like a it's like a sort of a, 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 a just a, a blorp of of pure like plasma plasma light shoots out like a cannonball uh directly at um the this this mass of fabric that he's still angry about fighting I have a name. Uh, and as it approaches <laughs> as it approaches um, it explodes into a a like massive sort of wall of shrapnel and flame that is descending now upon the student's shadow. Shit. Okay. And remind me how much damage that was. That's nine. <clears throat> That's nine. That's nine and I, I've got nine health. So this is block or I die. Two of the... <laughs> I just used two of the biggest cards in the deck. And I could have prevented that. Mm-hmm. You could have. I gave you the power to do that. Okay. I'm going to have to use the armor card from the shared deck, because I don't have any blocking cards in my hand right now. <laughs> As you can see. <laughs> okay. Bolstering amplified armor. You remember the page shield from earlier? Yep. It's not done. This time, it comes together to form a a single sheet, with the pages twisting and lining up just right, and you realise... Can Captain Celery read? No. Even he, looking at them, feels a (laughs) sense of icy dread as magic flows through the ink, creating this bolstering, amplified armour, which comes together to... It contracts and fits around the student's shadow like another layer of itself, like a new layer of parchment skin. So this is going to be one, two, three, four power. And at the end of your turn, I gain two health. Cool. Um, I spend and gain a momentum. Okay. So I still take I still take five damage there, taking me down to four health to your eight, but yep. then I gain two back, so we're at six eight. I did forget one thing there. Mm-hmm. The splinters of fabric embedded in ah. Captain Celery now explode into tiny little puffs of razor sharp shrapnel, dealing another two Ow. damage to you. So we're on six six. He cries out. He cries out heroically and falls to one knee, and the audience gasps in horror. God, he's so heroic. There we go. Redraw that. There we go. 
I got it back. Let's, let's how about that? Uh, <clears throat> he he pushes himself up painfully to his feet, and he's sort of um, now kind of covered in like a disproportionate amount of kid friendly blood. <laughs> and by that I mean that it's it's green. It's green. Yeah, it's alien blood. It's, it's definitely it's definitely blood, but you know it's green. It's fine. Um, he, please don't cancel his show. And um, the animators they're so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and through one squinted eye he wipes his nose and he says I lost my squad I lost everything oh god this is all I have now and I'm gonna do this for them and he does sort of a complicated maneuver and nobody can really make out what it is but you get the sense that it would be very impressive if he wasn't moving so fast and when it's ended, he's balancing on one leg with one arm raised over his hand. And his hair falls roguishly over his eyes. Uh, Is he hot now? <laughs> I've just been imagining Banana Man, honestly. But, like, just because... Um, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, the audience is suddenly a little bit conflicted. Like, they, some of them find him attractive now, but they're uncomfortable about okay. it. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um and he uh says in a in a sort of a uncharacteristically quiet voice he says this is for them this is for them this is for what i couldn't do last time careful empathetic cannon and he brings his hand down onto the ground and a shockwave ripples through the stage and as it does captain celery is remembering how his squad died which is to say in a manner that's not suitable for all ages on television but as that shockwave ripples through the stage it jostles <laughs> the the uh, pile of clothing that makes up the student's shadow. And Captain Celery, for the first time, sees its face. And he realizes that what he's up against is no mere pile of clothing. Which is what he thought all along. He had no idea there was anything magical about it, despite the evidence. And he is afraid. So, as he casts empathetic... <clears throat> Careful, empathetic canon. Uh, let's see what this does. Um, so then I'll, I'll get both gain and spend momentum. It's one power for practiced. All right, so it has... It does... Uh, for the canon, that is four damage. For practiced. For the canon, that is four damage. For careful, one. No, no. Minus one. No? Minus, minus one. Minus one. Okay, so three damage... Uh, and then that was empathetic, which doesn't actually do anything. In this context. Um, except, in this context, except I can choose the form that you need to play next. You've left, you've missed off the most important part of careful. Oh, uh, what is that? Oh, you can't block me, can you? I can't block this. How much damage was it? Um, I think three. So it was four with the cannon. <sighs> Uh, but then, um, 
uh, careful leaves uh, takes takes one away. Okay, that will, however, let me gain a momentum, and if I wanted, I could discard a card from my hand. Uh, I am going yeah. to. I'm going to discard Hubristic. Right. Uh, and so um, I'm going to say your next um, your next attack has to be a Blast. Okay, uh, the Blast is a very, very versatile card. You can use it basically for anything, but it only does one damage. Okay, that was a tactical play. And it has left me... I suppose it was. It has literally left the um, student's shadow tattered and ragged. Because all <laughs> it could do was let the magical armor endure, and it didn't last long. It was very quickly stripped away to nothing. Okay, so I have to use Blast here, which is a versatile spell. You can use it for basically anything, but it only does one damage. Uh, however, I am going to do a Tentacular Blast. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to use Blast as a ranged spell, and if you use Tentacular for ranged, it does more damage. Great. Okay. So what this looks like is the last shreds of this kind of parchment ink matrix that's been twisting to form these spells rises from the ashes and the rags around the shadowed student, the student's shadow's feet. Well, mm -hmm. as much as it has feet, it's lots of socks. <laughs> and they begin to dance on the frayed tips of the scarf that would be the student's shadow's fingertips. It forms an incredibly complex twisting pattern that begins to almost leave a burning mark on reality. It grows and it deepens, and all at once it tears open, letting yeah. forth a blast of tentacles. We don't know what it's been reading, and we cannot get it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do the tentacles appear to be made of? Um, the, the traditional, like, grey cosmic squid. They're yeah, very gonna... slimy. Very slimy. A lot of eldritch sort of tentacle um, flavor ten tends to be appear to be made from one thing, and that is just tentacle material. Oh, yeah, no, it is your generic common or garden tentacle. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, are you going to try to block this? It does. Yes. Sorry, Wait, no, I can't. How Why much not? damage does it do? Four. Four damage? Mm -hmm. oh, I can't. I can't. I don't want... Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and block with... Um, uh, <clears throat> he... Uh, Cap Captain Celery. Uh, oh, you haven't redrawn. Oh, I haven't. Wait, oh no, you don't to? get to. You don't get yeah. to. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm blocking. Um, Captain Celery um, sees these tentacles coming towards him, and his mask slips a little bit. Like he actually looks like just for a moment, the expression on his face is one of just stark naked horror. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he kind of just throws up his arms and um, moves to block with his elbow. And as he does, he. Uh, yells out like he 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 charges up with an and he goes into a an arcane shield nice. um yeah uh and the way that that looks is his hair stands straight up on end as if it's been electrified um and a bright yellow uh, fractal of energy spreads out in front of his arm, taking the form 
of a perfect kite shield, like a medieval kite shield. Uh, and it's absolutely beautiful, and the audience oohs and awes, and he is once again the favorite. Uh, and he grins with blinding white teeth. And that blocks four damage. You know sold me. I did. The tentacles okay. harmlessly bounce off of this this path of radiance. I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's three six, and it's your turn. All right. We'll just redraw. Do your worst. I will do my absolute worst. Um, okay. So having blocked it, the kite shield shimmers away and vanishes. And Captain Celery, you know, he's kind of looking a little beat. He's looking tired. He's put a lot of power into this fight, everything he has, all his heart and soul. And now he just remembers his friends. His squad that he lost, tragically. And he sighs. And stands over this bundle of rags. And he says, I'm tired of you. I'm bored. You're boring me. You haven't been a good fight for me. And this is very unlike Captain Celery because he's very sportsmanlike, but right now he's just angry because he is missing his squad. And, oh you know, it's just, it just does not have him at his best, you know? So, he stands over this bundle of rags, and he holds out his hand. And he says, in a quiet voice, as his hair begins to stand on end and wave in a breeze that isn't there, as it cycles through the complete spectrum of colors and for a moment passes into ultraviolet light, it becomes clear that he's putting all of his remaining power into this one hit. And he says, softly, Sparkle Boom. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, that is a close spell. Uh, close range. Um, and, uh, what it looks like is a, a, just an explosion is going to come out of his hand at point-blank range over the student's shadow. Um, and it does, it has a base of four power, and I gain a momentum. So, four damage would absolutely kill me. I only have three health left, so I am going to have to respond with Arcane Barrier. This is a bad use of the Barrier card. It could do a lot more, but in this case, it's only going to block one damage. Arcane will increase it to three, making this livable, but not great. Mm. And what this looks like is the... Sorry, was your attack... What did your attack look like again? Just a blast. It it looks okay. like uh, a basically a star a supernova is about to happen out of his palm at point mm. blank range. Um, yeah. The student's shadow extends its scarf hand and grabs Captain Celery's hand as if to shake it, and just lets the power, <clears throat> and just lets the power drain into it beginning to grow to an incredibly hot temperatures, frazzle, giving off arcs of electricity and arcane (laughs) power. And one by one, the outermost layers of it begin to burn up like flash paper gone in an instant. And then just the next outermost layer takes its place and then it's gone and again and again and again until very little is left of the student's shadow. 
uh, and what is there is in a sorry state. So I managed oh, no. to block one, two, three damage. And how much did it do in total? Four. Okay. It's two six. Still with Captain Celery's hand gripped in what little remains of its scarf, seeing the hurt in Captain Celery's eyes, mirroring the anguished pain of the student's shadow, just lurching through these hallways, seemingly infinite, endless oh labyrinth of a library forever. Oh god, I've just seen one of the cards in the base hand. The student's shadow pulls Captain Celery in tight, wraps its other scarf arm around its back, and casts practiced tentacular explosion. (laughs) Something about this fight, it was the most alive that the student's shadow has felt in years, and it feels the pieces connect in its mind. And yeah, that is going to be six damage. Can you block it? Because oh my God. half of the damage you take, I will take here. And what this looks like is exactly what it sounds like. Basically, <laughs> just kind of debugging reality. Not Jesus. debugging, the opposite of that, bugging reality, fracturing it, and turning it into an error code in the space of this arena in an explosion of these grey gooey tentacles. Ew. Okay. See, here's the thing. Here's my conundrum, is I can block at least some of this, but I almost don't want to. It's your call. It kind of feels like his arc is coming to a conclusion. Um, If he survived this, he would become a a villain in the story, in the anime. Yeah. Not in Big King Wizard, just in his own adventures. (laughs) Actually, you've given me an idea. Um, okay. So I'm going to try and block at least some of it. Um, Alright, he's going to cast Sparkle Boom. Okay. Um, which has the potential to block four damage. Um, and I'll also gain a momentum, which is nice. Uh, let's see. So the way that this looks is he uh, hunches in on himself. As, as this explosion happens, and you can see it's just absolutely, it's shredding him. Like, it is gruesome to look at. Um, his show is going to get cancelled. And, um, <laughs> uh, and he, he keeps going in on himself and in on himself, and it looks like he has been defeated. It looks like he, this is it for Captain Celery. And then suddenly, he explodes again. He, well, he, he doesn't explode. That, 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 that conjures up the wrong image but he, ju- <laughs> uh, he, ex- he he jumps up and and uh spreads his limbs apart and he bursts free uh and uh, with a with a shower of energy a, a shock wave that explodes from his body and pushes away um much of this attack uh he still takes two damage okay and uh, i i take half the spell's maximum damage so that is the end of the student's shadow. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Do you want to describe that? I say gleefully. The thing is, I have to use the words. To describe this, I have to use the words, as the tentacles fade. 
And as they do, as the tentacles fade, there's really not much left. There's just almost like someone's... I'm trying not to make this too comedic, but almost like someone's really quite roughly disassembled a scarecrow. (laughs) There are these patches of just frayed, burnt, worthless scraps of fabric on the ground that had once been fine, thick garments for the the rich (laughs) and the powerful of society, or at least their youth. And these final patches of fabric, the the fibres begin to twist and unravel themselves and sizzle away into dark clouds of nothingness that dissipate on the breeze. As the victory cannons sound, because of course there's going to be cannons, right? Um, Captain Celery is weeping openly. Um, As soon as he, you know, kind of burst free of this attack, like you could tell he snapped, man. He snapped. Um, His crying snot is running down his face and he he stomps over to the remnants of the shadow and is just pounding on them with his steel-toed boots, just stomping them into the ground again and again. And after a really long silence, after the cannon has faded out, um, a a couple of uh, aides just kind of march up the stage and gently escort him away. This has been Big King Wizard. (laughs) It's not always so sad. Yeah. I hope you can see why I have become quite so fond of this game and not just because I made it. We are having a great time creating these really interesting little narratives with these characters that are free to be completely throwaway so you can try whatever you want with them and still have a great time with this combat i have i have an absolute blast playing this if you're listening when this episode comes out please check out the link in the episode description to go and follow this preview page on kickstarter it doesn't cost you anything to do that it lets you know when the project goes live and it helps more people get their eyes on the page which is huge for us Oh, Jess, do you want to mention something about the timing of this particular uh, campaign and how it coincides with some other decisions that Kickstarter might have made? We are aware that Kickstarter are planning to move to blockchain-based technology in the near future. Um, They've said around the end of February. This project will be done by then. We only became aware of this news after it was far too late in the running to change this. We don't like it, but it's the situation we've got at this point. Uh, we so, are investigating alternatives to the future. Please, support your indie creators. This game is so worth it. Indeed. Uh, I, at least I like to think so. We've got art by the incredible Goji. And if you are listening to this in the future, you can either back the project right now, which would be absolutely brilliant. It is for up to four players currently. There are two stretch goals, which will unlock new classes you can get as add-ons, which would increase to five and six players respectively. I'm not going to tell you what those are just yet, but they're I know really, they are. really funny. And they're fun. really good. They're great. <laughs> okay, so on that note, I think it is time for us to wrap up. Thank you very, very much for listening. We will be back, not next week, but the week after, with some more Big King Wizard is currently the plan. There might be an episode in there, who knows, and we're planning to play more of this on our Patreon as well. Link is also in the episode description. That is how we can afford to do this because we don't run ads or anything like that. Frankly, we don't do a lot of marketing, so tell your friends. 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye.